0: Tottenham were very solid defensive, Alder was central to the reason why that was, and technically by the way, was. as good as they come when it comes to a, def- a defender, you know, fantastic on the ball, reads the game, understands it perfectly, and is very good at communicating as well, and by the way, is doing a lot of social good in these times. I don't know if you've been reading the news, but <laughs> what you know?
1: Real Madrid were just relentless relentless mm. in terms of their ability to score goals and that's what I'm going to look at They're more of their midfield and their attack not really their defence yeah, the same fair. goes for Barcelona I have to say this one thing about Kaka yeah the game for me is that game at Old Trafford where Gabriel yeah. Hines he destroyed and us he destroyed us <laughs> Gabriel Hines yeah us. ran into Ferdinand as when he headbutted him because of Kaka <laughs> like Kaka was just <laughs> sensational man I go with the Juventus team Chiellini, Bonucci, Sandro Licksteiner and Buffon When you talk about defending
2: Eyes
1: on the ball. Alright, we're back again. It's eyes on the ball with your favorite boys, Darren come and Daniel. On, Daniel. Come on, come on, come on! Twentieth episode, twentieth hey, episode. Hey, that's big, you know. Twentieth episode, time. bro. it's a big one, man. Big moment, big, one. big moment. Yeah, man. People, the consistency is there, man. People thought we wouldn't get it, but we've been, we've been bringing it. We've been bringing out the content, man. I appreciate been you bringing guys it for
2: out. tuning in. Appreciate the loyalty, hundred
1: percent. And um, yeah,
2: man, we
1: we don't stop. Yeah, man, we just keep keep grinding, keep grinding, and we just want to make sure that you keep your eyes on the ball, Come innit, on. that, to make sure you're watching out for the things that we we keep bringing out. I'm loving the interaction on the Insta and the Twitter. Obviously, we can't do this without you, innit, but obviously, when me and Darren started this, it's just the, the love of the game, the love of sports, innit? That's why we started it. Preach.
2: Um, yeah, today's episode is going to be a good one. Um, Daniel, yeah. you will dive into the specifics, but... Um, it mm-hmm. Definitely should be a good one. We got part one, part two, so here's part one. Should be a special
1: one. Yeah, and um, before we just dive straight into the episode, I think it's important we introduce our very special guest. Come someone on. Someone close to both our Very hearts. special guest. <laughs> Babani, Yeah, you might have heard him. <laughs> you might have heard him on um, episode four, The Lads. But obviously, now you're going to get the little personal touch. He's our one and only guest today introduce yourself team you support name everything give them give them the lowdown
0: alright well first and foremost thanks for having me it's a pleasure to always join yep. uh, pleasure, the experts man. the so called experts <laughs> <laughs> um, we're getting Jay, Jay. <laughs> call it Jay and um, I don't you know what I don't have a team affiliation for the time being it? Wow. You know, I'm, I'm a lover of the game let's <laughs> just leave it at like that <laughs>
1: Uh when when we get into it, you'll you, you could you'll see the hints of an Justin, Arsenal fan. Justin. But anyway, uh without further ado, today's episode part one, like Darren has already explained, what we're going to be talking about basically in both parts are the best position groups ever in football. So basically what we'll be looking at is maybe the best position groups in terms of the back five, the best back fives of all time, yeah. the best midfield trios of all time, or um, fours as well Four piece Four piece band Yeah <laughs> The best strike Partnerships The best um, Front freeze, Front, front freeze. Um In this In part one We're talking about The best back fives And the best midfields um, We have a pool So please Don't um, Take it too much To heart If we haven't included Some of the back fives You might consider The greatest of all time We've just made a pool me and Darren and made a pool and we're basically going to select our top threes and we're going to basically criticise each of our top threes and see where we disagree basically exactly. and then obviously like you always do when you see our top threes you can do the same on the Twitter and the Instagram and interact with us let us know what you think whose top three you agree with the most and whose top three is just outlandish and just wrong for sure um, um,
2: yeah I'm sure there's going to be some um, teams or units that we're missing so you know give us, yeah, give yeah, us your yeah. thoughts what why you think they should be on the list or included in the pool. Yeah. And um, whether that's, yeah. you know, we've got Josh who is someone that's uh, that's more aware when it comes to the older generation. So hopefully he takes it yeah. back and, uh, you know, yeah. provides some insight for, for our older listeners. But um, younger, younger. No, I'm saying he... he for- he has a perspective that the older listeners.
1: Kinda, oh yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah yeah, 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 Makes sense, makes sense, makes sense. Um, yeah. yeah, so it should definitely be a good one, man. Let's get stuck yeah. in. Yeah. Man. Disclaimer again. Disclaimer again. Just before I go into the pool, um, the criteria is not consistent. So we've all picked a criteria which we lean to towards the most, whether that be what the the back five accomplished the most which one stands out in terms of their names or what they want individually yeah. so but it's what we lean towards the obviously
2: most. um what they want as a collective unit that's that's one of the main pieces of the criteria um yeah, individual yeah, yeah. names as you said um uh, what they obviously achieved individually because that speaks to how good they are as a player and um yeah, yeah just who's the most recognized unit as well
1: yeah definitely so um without further ado i'm gonna go straight into it so we've got AC Milan. So, AC Milan have obviously had great teams over the years. So, we've picked out the team, the back five of Dida, ingo Cafu at right back, Yapstam, centre-back, Alessandro Nesta, centre-back, and Paolo Maldini at left-back. Great names. What, what a back five. <laughs> um, I think Man on United. names alone,
2: that probably be the best back five of all time.
1: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, on names alone, I mean, on names alone, I think that's, you, 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 that's the best. Yeah. You might not even be able to argue that. But yeah, let me quickly run through it. So then you've got Man United, Van der Sar in goal, Gary Neville right back, Patrice Evra left back, Vidic centre back and Ferdinand centre back, Rio Ferdinand. You've got Chelsea's um, checking goal, Ferreira right back, uh, Ricardo Carvalho centre back with John Terry and Ashley Cole left back. We've got Real Madrid, you've got Casillas in goal, Marcelo left back, Ramos We've put Pepe slash Varane because there was a slight overlap and then you've got Carvajal, right back. Barcelona, you've got Puyol and PK as the centre-backs. Alves and Abidal as the full-backs and Victor Valdez in goal. You've got Liverpool, recent team. Alisson, Robertson, Trent, Alexander-Arnold, um, Joe Gomez and Van Dijk. Everyone should know that back, five. <laughs> um, you got Juve, Buffon in goal, Gigi Buffon. Stefan Linkensteiner and Sandro, Alexandro as the fullbacks, Chiellini and Bonucci as the centre backs. We got Bayern Munich. We actually had to include two Bayern teams. Um, the first Bayern team is the more recent one Neuer, Lahm, Alaba, fullbacks, Hummels and Boateng as the centre backs. Then the other Bayern team is uh, Oliver Kahn in goal, Ballon d'Or winner, um, Liza Arazu and Willy Sanyol as the fullbacks. And then you've got Lucio and Kufo, Ghana legend. As, as the centre-backs and then you've got arsenal's invincibles team which is layman ashley cole who features again he's a great player mm. um and lauren as the full backs and then tore colo Toure, and Sol campbell as the centre-backs very so deep. so a lot pool. of names there very deep yeah Ooh. it's a deep pool mm. deep pool deep pool so what we'll do is we'll give josh the floor to basically break down what he wants to break down of course we're going to be leaving out Big, big back fives. But again, this is our personal top three, exactly. who we resonate with the most in it. So, yeah, we're going to give Josh the floor to break down what he thinks and then give his top three.
0: Cool. I mean, firstly, I think when you're looking at a defence um, and, and a pairing and, and a keeper, you're looking at, obviously, preventing goals. For sure. Um, statistically, trying to keep the numbers down. But then as well as that, you're looking at, for me, this is for me, and probably what someone of them are losing in a game is players that genuinely just know how to defend. Like the Italians, for example. It's definitely a dying, dying exactly. breed. You know? Yeah, yeah. They, they yeah. love defending. That was all they lived and breathed for. You know, training, come out, bang sessions, just defending. Stopping, yeah. you know, stopping scenarios and yeah. attacks. So that's that's how it works for me in terms of my top three. I know United fans are gonna love to hear this. Go on. No, I can't go you, you've got to give a lot of credit to the, the Vidic, Ferdinand Evra Darren Neville <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah Darren's happy I'm
0: happy they made it I'm happy they made it I think those two centre-backs in particular complemented each other in terms of one was yeah. able to do the nice polished stuff um, with Rio Ferdinand and then Vidic was just warrior Exactly, you know, that's what you want from your defenders, yeah. to be honest. animal. Um And a lot of strikers have said that them two... To go up against... Nightmare. <laughs> Nightmare. <Nine year>. Uh, <laughs> but no, credit to them. In terms of... I, you know what? I find this quite hard to try and choose another two...
1: Oh, 100%. Th- I was struggling. Struggling, bro.
0: Struggling. And yeah, I mean, obviously it's up for debate. But for me, when I'm looking at a second pairing, I love... Juventus's back line of Kellaney, Bonucci, Sandro, and Lichesina. Maybe more so because yeah. of Kelane. Because I feel as yeah. a defender, again, just that's what a genuine defender you know demonstrates. Just complete love for the defending, stopping strikers, yeah. roughing them up, you know, getting yeah. getting hard, getting getting rough. And that's that's what you want to see. And um, he is the one of the yeah. fabbers of that here, yeah. here You know, um, and then my third ch- selection which is again is hard and obviously the Arsenal fans might not like this, but I was going to go with um, the pairing of the Lucio, Khan, Lizarazu, Mili Sakno, and Samo Kaffour.
2: Mad. Taking it back.
0: Taking it back, yeah. Taking it back. I think it's between that Bayern Munich defence and the AC Milan defence and the reason I've gone for that one is particularly because actually at the time, Bayern Munich were consistent in Europe. Yeah. They weren't necessarily winning it.
2: But they were getting to finals,
0: semi-finals. Yeah, they were they were very consistent. And again, like um, Ria Ferdinand and, and um Vidic, you had Kafour and Lucio, who were... Uh, Lucio was... I wouldn't say po- as polished as Ferdinand, but was definitely good was on his feet, you know, quality, towering. And Kofor, rough. And you know, and, and yeah. I think he's underrated, actually. But that's me.
2: Yeah, we'll um, get into, you know, uh, some controversial
1: aspects of it further down the line. Just for some of the viewers who might not know that back line, why exactly would you lean towards that back line, that back five over some of the other maybe names, like let's say the Barcelona back five under Pep, they won six trophies for example. Okay, yeah. The defence definitely had a part to play in that. Or the Real Madrid who went on to win four Champions Leagues mm-hmm. in a row. So, or three in a row, but four Champions Leagues in total. So like, why would you lean to that back line? Okay, more? so
0: quite simply... When I look at that two examples particularly, um, I think they were great teams, but they were mm. not necessarily that strong defensively, in yeah, my opinion. Yeah, I like so okay. I was just looking yeah, before this yeah. at um, the league table, 2011-2012. Uh, Barcelona conceded twenty nine goals, you know, in the, uh, which is which is for me is quite high. You know, if you're looking if at all time greatness well, individually, those four names: Eric Abidal, yeah. JRPK, Carlos Puyol are right up there in terms of yeah, defensive yeah, yeah, quality. Yeah, Alves is probably top three right, greatest rappers. Right yeah, and <laughs> we're talking yeah, yeah. all time, all time, as in, you know, down the ages. But, I don't know, as a pair, as a group, I didn't feel they were great events. Yeah, that's no, big. that's
2: that's definitely I fair. Think Vic, and I, think I think Victor Valdez is a
0: huge weakness. Yeah,
2: yeah, right I agree. Victor Valdez yeah. is a is a, yeah. is a weak, weak spot. But I think the perspective that Josh is providing is very uh, important because it, it, yeah. it speaks to the to how football was um, when it was at its peak. To be honest, defenders defended, yeah. Yeah. defenders defended, and and I appreciate the fact that he's given us his actual list of greatest defenses. I definitely appreciate that. Hundred um, percent. I'll go into my list. Okay. Um, I've got. At three, similar to Josh, I've got the Ferdinand Vidic, Evra, Neville, back four. Okay. Um, the winning is crazy. Obviously, they won Champions League, Premier Leagues. They were the winning yeah. is United. unquestioned. United Part One. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. You know, and I think the longevity also matters as well because a lot of the teams that we oh, speak yeah, about, yeah, 100%, 100%. they didn't spend a lot of time together, I, and that was a pivotal factor for me how long How long were you dominant at the top yeah,
0: fair, fair. yeah
2: and that's why when I move on to my number two that's why I put at two I put PK Puyo Abidal Arves. oh really yeah, I put them at two they were dominant you talk about winning leagues winning champions leagues and I agree with the point that when you're talking about defences they weren't great defensively but going forward I feel like they were big Danny Alves was was a big time player going forward. Um, obviously, yeah. they were dominant. I'd say Abidal was the only weakness of that unit when he moved to left back. Mm, okay, but you, mm, I, still, I still, I still, I still like them as a unit. And also, Victor Valdez, obviously wasn't trash. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't. He's not top of the pile, but he was. <laughs> he, was he was still solid. Um.
1: Yeah, he, he was good enough. Yeah, exactly.
2: Enough. Um. Yeah, I, I wanted to include the AC Milan unit so much. But Stam only spent two years with them, and they they didn't win anything while he was there. And that's that's a they were actually
1: poor, huh? They were actually poor. Yeah, they did it. They finished third in the league, finished third in the league, and in the Champions League, they didn't even get to any finals with Stam in that team. So it was no, actually I think quite they got to the final. They won with Stam. the
0: Champions League in two thousand three, but that the, wasn't with Stam. in there.
1: That was the year before Stam got. There. Wasn't with Stam. No, they won the Champions League the, the year Stam left.
2: Yeah, and oh, two years before you got there. Sorry, two years before you got there.
1: Two years before you got there, and one year after. He yeah, exactly. So, so, when it comes just, to names, yeah. obviously
2: that's the team that stands out. But I, I can't put them top yeah, three yeah. because they didn't have the winning. So yeah. my number one unit, and I and I I, I, I like the the point Josh made. However longevity winning dominance at the top I have to give it to the Real Madrid Real Madrid back four yeah, okay. Sergio Ramos okay, no, Marcelo Carvajal and uh, Pepe Overran. whoever you want do you want Pepe when Varan was on the bench or do you want Varane when he when he grew into the machine that, that he became <laughs> yeah. Sergio Ramos getting yeah. goals he's, he's, he's rugged he's tough he can play you physically he can play you technically Pepe was an animal yeah. in his own right Marcelo he
0: no he was an animal
2: yeah, Pepe he was, was uh, right. He, yeah, he
0: right. was an animal. Pepe was he an animal. He almost killed a player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he
1: literally he was known for stamping on exactly. his hands, exactly. literally being rugged. exactly. But so,
2: um, yeah, yeah, uh, Marcelo. Oh my days! I think once he retires, there he'll get the crit- not the credit that he deserves, mm. but the buzz that he deserves, man, because he is an all-time great. Yeah, the way we remember Roberto Carlos is the way we will remember.
1: Um, Marcelo maybe Marcelo even, Marcelo even better Wow, Marcelo Marcelo basically I always say this to my boys Marcelo walked so that players like Trent Alegre could run. you're preaching there. literally you're preaching. literally literally the attacking the art of the attacking fullback because Marcelo was known to be a very very good winger so the manager who was able to identify that he could be just as productive a left back should do, like deserve so much exactly, credit for that facts and the thing is
2: in his prime he wasn't that bad defensively. Do you get what i'm saying
1: yeah he wasn't bad yeah, yeah, was, yeah. i think it was, it was, was his weakness but the he wasn't tail end. Bad, definitely but
2: um and shout out carver Howell as well carver Howell, no no weak spot in that defense either man um, yeah but yeah that's my number one unit for
0: sure
1: um, if I then go to my top three, of course, look, I'm going to receive the ah, the <laughs> backlash and everything that is going to come with it. And I'm ready to back it, really and truly. When I break teams like this down, for example, when I look at Real Madrid and Barcelona, I'm going to adapt a bit of the um, Josh argument. Like when you look at Real Madrid, I don't think when you look at the great Real Madrid teams that won the back to back to back Champions League titles, you're gonna look at their defense. Real Madrid are a bit like the Golden State Warriors. It wasn't about their. Of, of course, they can defend, fam. You you can defend, but it's their ability to outscore teams. If you scored against Real Madrid, just know they were gonna <laughs> score. They were scoring more. So you had to. You basically had to score three goals and have a head start to try and beat them, basically. Just look at an example, if I look at a perfect example, it was the Bayern Munich game in the semi-final, where Bayern Munich literally had the game there, already won, and Ronaldo came from nowhere and was able to score. That that match-winner mentality, the same as, remember when um, Buffon pushed the referee (laughs) because Ramajid managed to win a penalty in the last minute? Real Madrid were just relentless, relentless mm. in terms of their ability to score goals. And that's what I'm going to look at there more of their midfield and their attack, not really their defense. Yeah, that's fair, the same fair. goes for Barcelona. When we go into like the in part two and we look at their trios and the duos and their midfield, you're going to see why I picked them over their defense. Mm. Now, I'm not saying the Chelsea team is number one, the greatest team of all time, ta- greatest backline of all time. When you look at the names, Ferrar and Carvalho are great in their own regard, but they don't they pale, like greatly in terms of the other names like Maldini's and the even Van Dijk and the Puyols. Mm. But however, when you look at what that team achieved in terms of domestically, they conceded 15 goals in the league, mm. and six of those goals were penalties. So in essence, they basically conceded nine goals from open play. Mm-hmm. Just let that sink in They conceded nine goals from open play Six of those 15 goals were penalties And they had one loss A 1-0 loss to Man City So for me That Chelsea team it like In terms of the greatest Premier League teams Of all time I think that Chelsea team is actually disregarded Because at the time they also got the most points They had the most points record Which was only recently broken So it was broken last season so they had the most points record and they also had the most goal-scored record at the time and they held that record till Pep Guardiola came into the league. They have a record defensively that will not, I don't think personally will be broken in yeah, our life. Yeah, 15 last goals is not going anywhere.
2: Yeah, especially in a time where later.
1: everyone is focused, yeah, in a time where everyone's focused on the defence, I don't think that record can be broken again. That's why I'm going to pay credit to this team. especially Obviously, it's the team I support, but domestically, there's no, there's no record that stands like this, especially in a league which we call the best league in the world, the most exciting. They were able to limit teams to 15 goals. And then you've got people like Petacek, who was in goal. Petacek has the most... He basically has... He almost has a clean sheet a game in his record. As in, his clean sheets and appearances, sorry. They're almost, like, identical, do you get what I'm saying, for a goalkeeper. And that's just crazy for me. So, personally, third place, I put that Chelsea back five. Um, number two... I've actually gone with the AC Milan team I just think that um the names man it's the names yeah, they're just I so agree. big and so dominant like these are dominant people and in their own respect if you look at their um careers individually they were great Yapstan was managed to play with Ajax Man United AC Milan in his prime he was playing for the best teams in the world basically and then I don't think them not winning a trophy in the two years they spent together as a back five should be held against them because if you take out Stam, that um, back four basically won so much together, Mm. won Champions Leagues, won Leagues together. So I think that shouldn't be held against them basically Mm. because as a back five, they weren't able to get the job done basically. And in my criteria, what I'm leaning towards is the art of defending, like how good a defender Or how good as defenders are they? And that's why then, as my number one, I go with the Juventus team. Chiellini Bonucci, Sandro Linksteiner and Buffon. When you talk about defending, and even if you you, want to add Barzagli as well, sorry, a special shout out to him. Barzagli was a very, very tough defender. That Italy back line, what Conte was able to do with that team, he basically started the trend that Juve are on now. Juve have won the league nine years in a row. And that's with basically that core. Chopping and changing the fullbacks alone, Buffon, Chiellini and Bonucci have basically won a bulk of those leagues. And some may argue that, yeah, it's a farmer's league, but I don't think so because you have four teams who are capable of winning the league. You've got Juve, you've got Roma, you've got Napoli and you've got Inter. AC Milan have kind of tailed off. Are
2: being a bit lenient to Roma, though?
1: I don't think I'm being lenient because Roma are a team who have, finished in the top four consistently, no, no mean Champions the consistently. winning Champions League you don't think so no Sorry, sorry, was uh, two points behind Juve and I wouldn't say that Sarri had a better Napoli team than the Ro- the Roma teams over the years with the Rossi um, Francesco Totti at the core of those teams no it's fair, fair, fair it's fair anyways it's tip for tat yeah. anyways tip for tat and also consistently in Europe they've done very very well they've just been bucked by two Barcelona teams in the final well no actually one Barcelona team and then the Real Madrid team so it's. I just think it's not their fault that they've not been able to succeed as much as they should have in Europe but in terms of domestically I don't think there's any team domestically that has been as dominant as Juve in the last 10 years in Europe basically and that's down to their back five like their defenders they, they, they're Defense first, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, a lot of teams is how their attack and
0: works, Italian, attack the Italian coaches to get? Fam, you man got their me feeling bad first. that I left out these Italian teams, man. They get an honorary <laughs> mention, in my opinion. Like, when I look, think about, yeah, I mean, Paolo Mardini, let's not even start on him.
1: Oh, yeah, And Nesta as well. You know,
0: yeah, quality, Lester. quality um, defenders. And, um, you got, yeah. Even Puyol,
1: like Puyol, was one of the I love Puyol stalwarts yeah. when I it comes Puyol. to defending. Like
0: I, I think
2: that's that's one of the reasons why I wanted to put um Barca in for me. Puyol was a beast. Yeah.
1: Do you know what I want to give an honorary mention to the recent Bayern team, the Hummels, Boateng, Alaba, Lahm and Neuer. Yeah. Because I think that team as well had the potential to do more than it did. It could have been dominant mm. in Europe as well. For sure. But they weren't able to win any Champions League. I don't think they even made a final, if I'm correct.
2: No, they made one against you guys, no?
1: Not with Hummels, though. Oh, that was before Hummels. Yeah, it was before Hummels. Yeah, that was with... I think they literally um, went out to... Yeah, that was with Dante, you know? Dante, yeah. Dante (laughs) and Van Boyten as the centre-backs. But... (laughs) Feel free, again, to disagree with us. Give us your takes on... um, what backlines or what backfires have been, all resonate with you? And just let us know on the Twitter and let us know on the Insta as we go into the next seg- segment, a new game called State Your Case. State your case
0: if you dare.
1: All right, guys. All right, guys. Welcome to a new segment, a new game, which I have titled State Your Case. You're going to be hearing a lot of, a lot more of this game. It's basically a game where anytime we have a guest, one of the mainstays, so me and Darren, will go up against um, one of our guests in a series of debates. And basically, the person who isn't debating will decide who makes the more convincing argument. So the point of this game is basically not about genuinely or generally what you believe, or necessarily the right answer, but it's, can you make the best argument? Um, so in today's first edition of the game... Let's um, get cracking, baby! Dar- yeah, man, I've said Darren will go up against Josh. I'll be conducting the debate. Guys, fight fair. No no hands. I don't want to see no hands. <laughs> um, so, yeah, man. So the first debate, first question is... A fully fit Kalasinac is better than a fully fit Luke Shaw. You both have one minute, basically, to um, pit your arguments. Josh will be arguing for Kalasinac, and Darren will be arguing for Luke Shaw. As you're our guest, Josh, you have one minute starting from now.
0: Well, I'll, I'll say this, listeners. If you know Luke Shaw... <laughs> The question I want you to ask yourselves is, when he joined Manchester United and where he is now, has he improved? Mm. And if the answer is yes, then I'm sorry, but you're well off. The reality is Luke Shaw has had little to no improvement since joining the club. He struggled fitness physically. He struggled to stay fit. um, And I think, you know, it's testament to the likes I don't know the, what's the new guy that's coming at Man United that left Brandon back? Williams it's close to him that he's come in and he's shown that potentially Luke Shaw's place could be under threat the, the formation mm. even had to slightly be adapted to modified to allow him to to fit to be fitted in but in terms of Kolasinic for me what I enjoy about him is that yeah he loves a recovery challenge yeah he's more effective offensively he's got about 11 assists since joining the club he's very involved in the upper third But he's definitely not afraid for a challenge. Time is up.
1: Time is up. Time is up. Time is up. That's a very good argument. All right, Darren, you've got a minute starting from now.
2: I also agree. Luke Shaw hasn't improved much since he arrived at Manchester United. However, (laughs) that does not speak to it comparing him to Kolasinac. Kolasinac is a horrible defender. He may be good going forward. However, defensively, we're talking about a defender. Kolasinac leaves you want him more. There's a reason why Ainsley Maitland now, who is a centre midfielder, has been playing ahead of him. (laughs) And speaking on Luke Shaw now, um, as I said, he's better defensively. He has more upside, 100% on that. Um, He's been impressive as of recent. Um, It was at left centre back. However, when we have gone back to a back four, Luke Shaw has played very well, especially against Man City. Had a great performance and um, the point I'd hammer down is Kolasinac is Time a liability
1: defence. Time is up. Time is up. Right. Very, very good arguments. I'm lacking this game already. Obviously, I might not judge it well, en- well enough, so obviously let me know if I'm not judging well. But I'm just basing it off what I've heard and I believe the more convincing argument, basically how I'm weighing it is whether I think Ainsley Maitland is replacing Kolasinac is worse than Williams replacing Luke Shaw and I'm just going to look to the fact that Maitland-Niles is a centre-mid and Williams is a left-back and upper-coming left-back so I'm going to give this d- debate win to Darren 1-0 Darren Number two second question is after Van Dijk and Laporte who is the third best centre-back in the league? Darren who have you got?
2: Are we, are, we, are we starting my minute? or? No,
1: no, no who have you got? I've got Conor Cody got. Conor Cody? Yeah. Interesting. Josh,
0: who have you got? I've gone with Toby Alderweireld.
1: Alderweireld. All right, cool. Darren, you'll be going first. Your, t- your minute starts now. Conor Cody,
2: you know, since Wolves have come back into the league, he's been the leader of that team and they have been one of the best defences in the league since they've come back into the Premier League. Um, he's solid defensively, his distribution is solid um, comparing him to Alderweireld Alderweireld is not the same guy that he used to be, I know Josh is going to say, he was this he was that, he was this however, if we're talking currently Alderweireld is a shadow of the guy he used to be Connor Cody's on the way up he's been a leader of one of the best defences in the league for the past 2-3 seasons, and um, fam, they're in the top 6 right now, Wolves are one of the the best teams in the league, and Connor Cody is the leader of that team, leader of that defense, and uh, keeps getting better and better.
1: Mm, you don't even need your minute. Lovely stuff. Um, Alderweireld, Josh, your minute starts now.
0: I think this debate is a non-starter. Um, <laughs> Connor Cody has a lot of things that I would wield. I think actually credit to Connor Cody in the sense that he is a leader. He's got these, I would say, the what do we call these things? The, the um, tangible yeah, the tangible things. Maybe not necessarily the qualities in his actual game. Whereas Alderwood, one-on-one against defenders, excellent. Aerially, excellent. Le- leadership-wise, excellent. Slotted into and it, and it, in fact, when you look at when Tottenham were very solid defensively, Aldo was central to the reason why that was. And technically, by the way, was as good as they come when it comes to a, def- a defender. You know, fantastic on the ball, reads the game, understands it perfectly, and is very good at, at communicating as well. And by the way, is doing a lot of social good in these times. I don't know if you've been reading the news. but Credit yeah, yeah, good 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 yeah, to credit you know, to. <laughs> <good point. laughs> Right. And
1: having said that, your minute is up. Um, interesting debates. I, I didn't hear any debates on, on against Conor Cody and the fact that he's in a back three, so you could argue he's, his qualities are maybe being protected. Mm-hmm. Maybe he might not be that defensively strong. Same goes for Odevaro. There's a lot of wazzes. I mean, is he still the same defender now? However, going off the debate that has been made or the arguments that have been made i'm going to go with the side of josh just based on the fact that odovarod if you look at the ability of the players now odovarod is the better center back shall we say one one all right third question who is the best player in fact actually i'm going to skip that question let's just do a decider this is the decider prime fabregas or prime david silva josh is going to be arguing for prime fabregas and darren prime david silva Um, let's see I'll decide Josh I want you to go first Prime Fabregas your minute starts now
0: I think when you look at what Cesc Fabregas has done in the game the words that come out of your mouth are stupendous excellent (laughs) visionary perfectionist and then when you talk about the qualities on the ball I don't think there's players that I would say Fabregas can be compared to. Mm. Fabregas was a train setter, easily. You know, he he was so great at reading the game, understanding how the the weight of the pass, how to bring others into the game. Mind you, in one season, he got about 19 goals and 19 assists. I don't think there's Mm. any other central midfielder that could probably claim to have that record. Even Frank Lambard in one season. So, you know, quality, honestly, and what he did internationally as well. I don't need to even start on that. But listen, quality player, and I think... It's the grace to, to ever watch him play. And
1: wrap it up there. That's a good argument. David Silver. your minute starts now. I agree. Fabregas
2: is a trendsetter. Arguably one of the first, uh, like one of the original um, creative players in the middle of the park. However, David Silva took what he did and took it up a notch. Took it to another level for a winning side. David Silva came to England, was part of the Renaissance in Manchester in the blue, blue part of Manchester won leagues with Manchester City dominated the league for years any striker that he's played behind ask them what David Silva did for their career David Silva won the best midfields to ever play in the Premier League his body of work speaks for itself and I think the point that, that needs to be mentioned is he did it for a winning side Man City have dominated the league ever since he came and um, that's, no, that's no coincidence
1: mm didn't even need your minute two great arguments um it's gonna, it's, it's, it was a good deciding debate to have um there can only be one winner on this first edition of state your case and i think we gotta give a round of applause to darren man gotta give a round of applause to darren man <laughs> just based on the fact that david Silva, the, the key point there fabric has, the, the argument josh made was very good. But the key point, I think, that's just the overarching argument for David Silver is he was central to a winning side. So I I, I like that point a lot, man. But yeah, that's uh, the first edition of State Your Case. Tell me what you think about the game. I really enjoyed it and I can't wait to take part in it on the next episode or the next edition when we do incorporate it. So yeah, man, lovely stuff. We're going to move on straight away to the next segment.
2: All right, moving on to the midfield portion of the the episode. This should be a very juicy one because we know there's a a number of collection of midfielders that have made up some some elite midfield um, groups. So um, let me introduce the options. We got Barcelona of Busquets, Iniesta, Xavi. Manchester United of Beckham, Scholes, Keane and Giggs Chelsea of Makaleli, Essien and Lampard Real Madrid of Casemiro, Cruz and Modric Real Madrid again with Makaleli, Zidane, Figo and Guti mm. AC Milan with Gattuso, Seedorf, Pirlo and Kaká Liverpool with Mascherano, Alonso and Gerrard, Man City with Fernandinho, Silva and De Bruyne, and Juventus with Pirlo, Pogba, Marquisio and Vidal. Mm.
1: Some so, serious um, names, man.
2: Serious, serious names that we're working with here. Yeah. And serious silverware as well. Yeah, man. So um, we'll let Josh set the table. Yeah. And...
1: Break it down for us a bit. Break it down. We want some of your inside knowledge, man.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you're a veteran of the game. Uh, you know? Let's look at it this way: <laughs> you're playing in uh, in the midfield, and what is the key things to have? It's certainly, an player that understands how to connect the game, understands where to open up opportunities for their strikers, mm. understands where to collect the ball from his defenders. Um, it's also quite is a good presence.
1: Yeah,
0: not necessarily in the physical, typical manner. But can literally imp- can can still impose himself and make him, make people know that he's there. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm looking at from a, a quality midfield, and obviously assist goals, that creativity. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what you want. Um, when I look at the midfielders of today, I feel that it's still one of the key attributes that I I remember being impressed in the 1990s was about. Technical um, ability, mm. total football. Yeah, this was under the likes of Johan Cruyff, yeah. the likes of Pep Guardiola, Ronald Koeman, and mm. of the such. were players, you know, Yeah, those players there. But anyway, in relation to the list, I don't think there's much discussion.
1: Oh like, yeah, that's how, really that's how I feel. Really, that's how I feel. I can't <laughs> lie to
0: you. If, uh, you know, great midfielders across the board. Honestly, yeah, some quality names there. Like. Makalele, Essien, and Lampard with Chelsea, um, Real Madrid, Casemiro, Cruz, Modric, good, good midfield. Um, AC Milan, Gattuso, Sadio, Perlo, Kaka And by the way, they weren't necessarily so very different from each other. Yeah, but still a great midfield. Yeah, but in terms of the greatest, go from selection. go from go from three to one. Three, go from three, three, three to, to one. one yeah, <sighs> I didn't want to give that. Give waste the time. But uh, three <laughs> to one, three to one. if I'm if I'm gonna do that. I think in third place, I'm going to go with AC Milan. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Gattuso, sort of, and Kaka. And I'll use Gattuso to, to, to basically impress my point. Yeah. Is that, everyone knows Gattuso is a, a very fierce player. Physical player. Quite, quite aggressive. Scary player, basically. Very scary. But he was good. Yeah, for sure. He could play. For sure. You know, he understood the game. Yeah. Um, And then you had Perlo and Sadov kind of playing uh, almost like a diamond shape with Kaká on the top of the diamond. Yeah. And what can we say about Ricardo Kaká? know, For me, at the time, was the best player in the world. Yeah, he was right up there, man. He was a, a joy to behold. Graceful, man. He could get in down and uh, it was like it was it was basically the introduction of the third man midfield runner. You, just before you know? just before you carry on that point, I just have to, I'm sorry Darren, I have to
1: say this. One thing about Kaka yeah the game for me is that game at Old Trafford where Gabriel yeah. Hines He destroyed us he destroyed us <laughs> Gabriel Hines he yeah destroyed us. ran into Ferdinand as in he headbutted him. Because of Kaka, <laughs> like Kaka was
0: just sensational man. sensational. Yeah, he was. He was. He oh. was one of the goats. He was, and he could carry the ball so well. Yeah, really, really good. What? Um, like, uh, He was scary at that. Yeah, scary but... at that. Oh, tight Kaka. So him in third place, then in second place for me. This is for me. I'm gonna go with Manchester United. Actually, really. Beckham, scores, Keane, and Giggs. What? <laughs> That is new. I mean, unbelievable. Well, this is this is a four. This is a different to what we are used to. But this is a very com- This is a very traditional exactly. four man midfield. The mm, width, your, the width, yeah. And then you have got your fierceness in Keane, and, and the, you have got your player, playmaker. The, you know the playmaker in scores. And mind you, Roy Keane could play, fam. That's what people forget. That's you what know, people forget he could play. Um, so I, I'm looking at this midfield and I'm thinking it's got more or less everything you want in the midfield in terms of it can get the ball from the defence, it can create chances, um, it can get it to the wide players and it can deliver. Um, striker's, strikers dream. With Stella, Beckham and Giggs quality, they could beat a man as well. And by the way, Skulls also was, was a, a, a Good set-piece taken crosser as well. Goals as well, exactly. he over 100 goals. Yeah, 100 club. Um, so yeah, that's my number two number two and then in number one
1: yeah there's no doubt my unanimous views, it's, it's like... quite
0: a distance <laughs> at number one Los Kills. they call it <laughs> the Holy Trinity in some in some, in some they call them yeah. Sergio Busque Andreas stuff, yeah and Shabby Hernandez
1: yeah man greatness man greatness personified, yeah you know
0: if I start, I won't finish for a while. Nah, it's true. Um, nah, honestly, they were just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. moved the ball perfectly. That telepathic understanding. Mm. They were heads and shoulders above many midfields. Yeah. Mid-fold, um opposition. Yeah. You know, listen, it was just brilliant to watch, man. It was the chemistry that
2: was special. For yeah,
0: me. man. Yeah.
2: It was the chemistry. That speaks to that United side as well, fam. When you play together for so long, for when you're kids, the chemistry is on another level.
1: Yeah. No, I fully understand that, man. I get that, man. What, should I go first or, Darren, you want to go? No, I'll go first. You go um, first. Let's go. Let's see what you got.
2: As Josh said, there's so many um mid midfield tandems on this list that, that can make it, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that we haven't spoke about much that deserves some bells. Fernandinho, David Silva, Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. And if you want, you can even do before the Brenner got there. Yaya Toure. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was that is one of the best midfield's the Premier League has ever oh, seen. Yeah. It's just sad they don't have the Champions League success. Yeah. And, um, yeah. It's it's tough deciding between Yaya and KDB. But let me get into my number three. At number Josh, just to show love, I'm so grateful that you had the United midfield. Uh. I <laughs> wanted to put them on there so much. Uh. I wanted to put them, and I agree I, 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 really, with your point. It's the, the complete midfield. However, my number three is Casemiro, Cruz, Modric. Uh, uh they dominated for so long. Modric, Ballon d'Or winner. Um, them man did them back to back to back Champions Leagues. Yeah. Before that, no one had even gone back to back. Um casemiro was the cleaner knew how to do his job Cruz, who's won everything by the age of what 24 25 yeah that just speaks to what kind of impact that he had and um yeah man those guys were just special um you know they're they're expiring a little bit now but in their heyday wow they were they were a serious serious side a bit
1: underrated actually yeah, yeah, a bit I, I agree. His, yeah. A bit underrated. We'll,
2: we'll see once their career is over where they go down in the history books. Yeah, but yeah. they have to be recognised as one of the, the elite midfields of all time. Yeah. for Facts, for sure. Um, at number two, I've got the AC Milan, Gattuso, Seydorf, Pirlo and Kaká. Yep. Um, for me, it's, it's the balance of... That that midfield provides that is so special. Yeah. Um. Josh, you spoke to it. Gattuso was a uh, like a rhino, steamrolling everybody that came into to, into his way. He was the cleaner. Then you also have Seydorf, who's the athletic one, the, the midfielder that teams are scared of. You can't go one on one with him because he'll, he'll dribble past you and he'll collect the ball for you. You yeah. he can help Gattuso out defensively, and he contributes going forward. I think Seydorf's actually one of the more underrated players. In, in, in football, in world because football, that's true. He has such a long career, yeah, and had and had success both at the international level and domestically, wherever he went. Um, Pierlo, wow, one of the best chess players to ever touch the football <laughs> pitch. <laughs>
0: the, <laughs> the winemaker, yeah,
2: <laughs> he did it all. He was a conductor, he was a chess player, he was a leader. Pilo is truly one of the best uh, game controllers that we've ever seen. Um, Grace, a football pitch. Yeah. Did it wherever he went and uh, he was elite. And then lastly, the one and only Kaka, man. Wow. From, he was one of the the best people to watch. He gave you the, 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 the excitement when you were watching him. Hmm. His impact was undeniable. Goals, assists, Ballon d'Or. Um, international success, domestic success, terrorizing teams. Um, As you said, he was one of the original third runners that that came in and contributed from the midfield. Um, That set that notorious celebration, um, showing glory to God, that was so (laughs) inspiring. Like, Kaka, man, for me, him and Ronaldinho are two of the, like... Just legendary footballers that I can never forget,
1: man. Definitely, man. So, um, Definitely. yeah, d- those
2: guys are my number two. And number one, as we said, the Holy Trinity, Busque, Xavi, and Iniesta. Yeah. Those, from when they translated their domestic success into World Cups and European Championships, that should show you the level that they're on. Xavi was the, the conductor, similar to Pirlo. You know, you'd pick up the ball from wherever he wanted Ping any pass that you wanted, create chances, dictate the game. He was another chess player. Shabby, Mm. Iniesta.
1: Iniesta man.
2: He was like the ace in the hole. Literally. The Joker. The Joker in the pack.
1: Literally. Iniesta.
2: Serious, serious done. Like serious, serious done. He can drop a bit deeper, dictate play, contribute to goals, create chances. Iniesta is one of the, the elite, elite players to ever grace the football pitch. Yeah, And as you said, Bousquet, another guy that won everything by the age of, what, 24. Um, still still dominated to this day. Um, one of the best uh, deep-line playmakers that we've seen. Uh, defensively, not the best, but he can clean up well enough. His passing range is is un- is not uncomparable, but his passing range is up there with some of the best. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, from young, he was came on the scene and, and was contributing from young. Yeah. So um yeah, th- those guys are definitely top of the list, as you said,
1: by a wide margin. Um yeah man, I think like I don't even want to repeat too much of what's been said already, but like just to go over some of the people on the list, like special shout out to midfields like. Um, the Juventus midfield: Pirlo, Pogba, Vidal, Marquisio. You got Pirlo in his latter years, where he, like he was able to basically manipulate what it meant to have time on the ball. Like for some reason, you'd think exactly. that he, because he's not the most athletic, he'd be the easiest person to target. But like you just the opposite. Yeah, it's the opposite of that. Like he knew how to basically find space. And you couldn't shut it down. You see how teams are able to shut down Jorginho because they know the player is going to come through Jorginho. That was one of the biggest problems. Wants. Sorry, yeah. That's what <laughs> Pirlo... <laughs> was able to basically... Teams definitely would have planned to shut down Pirlo, but they just couldn't. And then you had mm. players, workaholics, like Marquisio and Vidal beside him. And then you had the Maestro and Pogba who was able to basically mm. have a kind of a free role in midfield. But that was a very, very good midfield. Same goes from Mascherano... Um, Alonso and Gerrard another very, very, very good world class midfield Xabi Alonso is another player who's a big, big player for Spain but he just couldn't get into the team because of the likes of Busquets, Iniesta and Xavi. and like if you think about it at the time, Alonso probably would have started for any other national team, I don't think there's a national team That's Alonso Spanish. wouldn't have started for so like, it just goes to show us what Spain were producing at the time But yeah, just to go straight into my list. Third, I put Casemiro, Cruz and Modric. You have to just look at it like this. Modric is a Ballon d'Or winner, so you have to put respect on his name. Like, he came to Tottenham and dictated play for a Tottenham team that weren't, like, Tottenham weren't that great. And him and Bell were able to elevate Tottenham. And I feel like they were, like, the kind of, okay this is how we can grow if we get players like Modric try and develop these players because Modric and Bell when they first came or Bell obviously coming through the youth team and Modric when he first came to Tottenham they weren't supposed to be these world beaters I don't think anyone could have predicted that and obviously they were able to exceed expectations so Modric respect needs to be put on his name Modric definitely a world beater then you've got Cruz Cruz is such a classy silky player who's been able to like manipulate play obviously he's I think his Bayern Munich days get looked down upon a lot because Cruz was actually a baller for Bayern Munich as well. And then they were able to then apply Casemiro to the team as well because Casemiro is just a destroyer, basically able to break down play a different version to Busquets. But the thing that I think Casemiro has over Busquets in terms of like the DM role is that he's also defensively very, very equipped. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm not saying Casemiro is better than Busquets. Like, I'm not saying that at all. But I'm just saying what he has over Busquets in terms of the DM role is that he's just a destroyer. He's able to destroy play, And obviously, that is obviously what starts and springboards attacks for Real Madrid. Second, I've got um, Gattuso, Seidoff, Pirlo, Kaka. Don't want to repeat too much what has been said already. They were just a phenom- phenomenal um, four in the midfield. Kaka, again, a Ballon d'Or winner. In the time as well where... Ronaldo and Messi were just about to start dominating. He was able to like make his mark, make make it known in history that he is one of the greatest players of all time, do you get what I'm saying? Kakho was just so graceful. The way he ran with the ball. He didn't even do much tricks. It was all close control like running, like do you get what I'm saying? If anything, just one step over. Yeah, one step over and then he's gone, like he's gone. And I wouldn't even say he's rapid. It was just his acceleration. You nah. couldn't get the ball off him. Use a glider. Glider, gliders
2: sometimes you just can't stop.
1: Yeah, man. The way he just weaves through the middle and everything, and then number one, of course, Busquets, Iniesta, Xavi. They, fam, it's, it's been pointed out. Everything I wanted to say about them has been said already. Just so great, just, just so great, man. What more can be said? But a Full point though, greatness, man. a point though. As good as Beckham, Scores, Keane and Gigs were, and don't. Don't like. I'm not gonna disregard them, especially because it would be unfair for me to be um, judging executioner by saying that these two were. I mean, this midfield wasn't that great because obviously their titles. They won six league titles together, one Champions League, two FA Cups. But when we're looking at the individual ability of some of these players and then how they combine together, I think they do not compare to a lot of this list and feel free to Mm. disagree with me if you want but when you think about the individual ability of a lot of these players in their prime let me go if I go through it clean I don't think you'll be able to give me the answer if you give me like the light for light position everyone who played in their position at their peaks none of these players apart from skulls, maybe apart from skulls who obviously yeah but you only
2: need one you only need one no but that's my point that's my point
1: if you look at the rest of the midfield but as a standalone player, they all, I believe, are respected. I think a, lo- a lot of people in that Man United midfield were carried. And that's testament to Alex Ferguson, who was able to build a midfield, who was able to work together very, very well. But as a standalone individual, I believe some of these players weren't as good as they are. <laughs> kind of. I think to say
2: they're being carried is an overstatement. Maybe an overstatement, <laughs> maybe an there's overstatement. Quality. There's, there's definitely maybe quality an overstatement. There. Maybe an and overstatement. Another, another... Yeah, another thing I'll speak to is, you can only be a star in your role. Do you know what I'm saying? You can only do to the best of ability of what you're asked to do. Do you think they were all stars and in their role? What? Ryan Giggs, one of the best assist men of all time.
1: David Beckham say the same for him. Not, not from, not from, not from the. A lot of his assists came when he moved to centre mid. You know. Who gigs? Yeah. <laughs>
2: But, fam, he's known for being a wide man, fam. He's known for the damage that he did on the left. But it just...
1: This is my point, basically. I, fam, it's like the gigs debate we were having over um, in a couple episodes back. And you should be debating with Josh. Josh is the one that put in number two. No, but you you believe it as well. It's, it's, not, it's not even a... It's a general no, debate. And it's I, I general... just appreciate yeah, 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 yeah. the greatness. Of course, I appreciate greatness, fam. Their record speaks for itself. But I'm just saying, yeah. in comparison to some of the midfields, or a lot of the midfields that we've mentioned, me personally I'm talking about ability wise I don't think they were better than a lot of these midfields ability wise that's the same hold Gosh. on let me just finish before Josh gives his take um, it's the same reason why a couple episodes back I was saying Giggs isn't better than a lot of the wingers we see right now ability wise he just happened to be in an era where of course the role he did was excellent and he did very well in his role but Giggs isn't better than a lot of the wingers that we see right now ability wise who, who and that's are the, the
0: wingers you're referring to
1: do you think know, Giggs is a better um, winger ability-wise than someone we've seen like Hazard, Leroy Sané? Even You could even okay. go down to the likes of Wilfred Zaha. Some people may argue that Zaha ability-wise is better than hey, Giggs. Hey, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not hey, saying it's a hey, personal opinion. I'm not saying it's a personal opinion about the Zaha one. Don't take the Zaha one and then run away with it. I'm just giving you an example. <laughs> There's players... Yeah,
2: but, okay, I understand your point, but, sir, just before you speak, Josh... Yeah. Ability is not the only, do you know what I mean? Variable. I'm not
1: saying that. I think you take. No, no, I, no, I yeah, understand yeah, what yeah, you
2: yeah. I understand your point as well. But I'm saying the reason why people people underestimate gigs is because they think the ability is such a huge factor. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? But I'm saying when you're you're the most decorated player. I think he's the most decorated player in arguably the history of football. He's got like 13 Premier League titles, two Champions Leagues. Fam, he's one of the most... The winning matters, mm. firstly. 100%. Being able to, to be a star in your role matters. 100%. Again, me and you, Daniel, had this debate. Versatility matters. Are you telling me that a guy like... um? The guys that you mentioned, Wolfrid Zaha, no, Sadio no, no, Mane stop, and all these men, can so, they transition to centre midfield for Champions League on the not, side?
1: That's not the point though because Sadio Mane is a champion League No, but League. I'm telling you, I'm Sadio, telling you, I'm telling you Champions the things League that winner.
2: make, the make <laughs> Greek such a great player. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm I telling think you, you think I'm, I appreciate your point. Yeah, I appreciate your point. Yeah. But I'm just saying, these are the things that you can't just look past them and say let's go to the ability let's go to the ability no because no I that's think... not
1: the only thing that speaks to their right, greatness. Let's, let's play a game i'm not this is what i think you're um misinterpreting i'm not even putting a a, a spot on their greatness their greatness is who am i to tell them how um, how great they are do you get what i'm saying i'm not i'm not putting a spot on their greatness but let's play a quick game yeah keen or busquets who you taking at their peaks i'm not even don't argue it. just answer my questions and then i'll, I'll show you where i'm going keen or busquets at their peak we understand your point uh, player for player they're better exactly and that's all i want everyone i'm to not even understand. arguing your point that's i'm not arguing with you that's what i want everyone to understand. yeah, yeah understand. no listen
2: that's your it. point is well landed well landed. Yeah. i'm not mm-hmm. even arguing with you i'm just saying you know, man, them like Boggs and them and there. They underestimate guys like
1: Giggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They I underestimate, them, and I'm gigs, telling you
2: the reasons why.
1: Yeah. he's so great. Discrediting Giggs would be a very, very dumb thing to do, and you're in your own lane. However, what I'm trying to say in regards to greatness, because at the end of the day, there are there are also levels to greatness. And my and my belief or my argument stems from the fact that I'm saying that a player as great as Giggs when trophies and what they do as a leader can no longer be like the like the overarching argument how you decide the level to how great a player is in my opinion and in my criteria this is me is their ability and how good they were and i believe that a lot of these players player for player are better than a lot of the man united midfield and that's simply what i'm saying no, Josh, that's
2: definitely fair. That's the. I'm not even disputing that. just yeah, you can have the final know.
1: take. Take it home. Yeah, you have <laughs> the,
0: the final say. Well, I I see Daniel's point, particularly about player for player. Maybe um, some of the United bunch didn't reach the height some of the, the other players were compared to to have reached. What I would say is, and this there's real evidence of this in Fergie's management, mm-hmm. is that they were incredibly successful and not they didn't necessarily have the best bunch of players yeah. ever globally I wouldn't say at any point bar Cristiano Ronaldo uh, even then Fergie made them
1: into the best players Rooney yeah. Tevez I mean
0: yeah I don't know if they were necessarily the first names off the team off the sheet off the mouse in a global sense Yeah,
1: yeah, at, yeah. The, at those times yeah.
0: that's why. that's what I would say so when you're talking about Beckham and Giggs uh, particularly maybe yeah they weren't and by the way David Beckham was European I think it was European player the year or second in the uh, European player in Fam, the David Beckham doesn't the get the credit after he kicked out on that Argentina player yeah I think he finished so in like Singurani. the top three yeah I mean they, they weren't not in the discussions but clearly weren't top of the top top of the top range that's probably a fair valid point. Yeah, but you
2: know, just just to uh, just to end the uh, the segment, you will get a lot of dispute as to why you put them above Modric, Cruz, and Casemiro. Can you be like,
1: you know, can you elaborate on that? It's just recency bias, I think, because that's literally it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a, it's a recency thing. But yeah, man, that is a good episode. Really enjoyed it. Part one. Um, just to wrap it up. Let us know what you think, man. I want to see some top threes out there. And do you disagree with me? Yeah, facts, facts. I want to see a lot of top threes out there. Yeah, and do you disagree with me? Because, I mean, personally, it's just, it's it's nothing. I don't think I've said anything outlandish, but some people might take it as outlandish. So just let me know. Let us know. And yeah, man. Just
2: another little caveat I want to throw in there. I, 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 I... I I appreciate (laughs) you guys criteria when it came to the defending category. I I think I did overrate the Spanish giants because of their, um, their trophy collection.
1: Mm. However,
2: I would put the, um, the Juventus group, uh, up in my, in my ranks. So, mm. yeah, the Chiellini, Benucci, Sandro and them, man. i try to slip but, um, it in um, yeah, there. Yeah, as you so said, Daniel, you...
1: great episode. Hope s- you guys enjoy it. Man, i to slip and, it uh, in there so that no one will get onto him. <laughs> man, what, <laughs> do <you mean? laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <You're laughs> no, nah, I'm Rosa, joking, I'm Livia joking, Turan. I'm joking, I'm joking, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yeah,
2: no, you know, when I, was, when I was considering it, I think I put too much weight on the
1: success No, no, no Rather than the actual defensive unit. I hear it, I hear it. Do you know what I'm
2: saying? No, but um, listen... That man weren't, um, what do you want to call it, chop uh, liver either? Mm. Um, Pepe, Sergio Ramos, Marcelo, and Carvalho They were definitely better going forward yeah. than the teams that, um, than the Italian teams. Yeah. And listen,
1: yes, yeah, you, know, you know,
2: scoring goals, keeping goals out. What's, what's more important to you? It's all relative.
1: I hear that, man. But from, but, um, from... yeah, I
2: appreciate you guys for tuning in.
1: Yeah. Deuces.